Hello and welcome to Gentle Touch. This podcast is a place where people can learn, discover and upscale mentally, spiritually and emotionally. This show is all about breakthroughs so get ready for some good vibes, realness and lots of information. You will be joined by me, your podcast host Alejandra Castro. Some of the shows will be just me and other shows will have guests open up new perspectives and views. My passion is to inspire and educate people who feel stuck. I will show you ways you can improve your overall health by sharing powerful tools that you can implement into your daily life. Let's get started. In today's episode, we have Kelly. Kelly is a boudoir photography. She first began in 2015 and she is based in, is it Temecula, California? Temecula. Temecula. You can say it however you want. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Kelly. Um, Where is Temecula close to? We are between San Diego, Orange County, LA. So if you want to go to Disneyland, it's about an hour, hour and a half of traffic. Nice. I love it. Kelly, tell me about you. Tell me about your journey. Um, Like you said, I started in 2015, but I'm actually one of five girls. So I grew up the middle child of five girls. We were all different body shapes. I ended up having two girls myself. And I realized I didn't want them to have to wait as long as I did to feel comfortable in their own bodies and that kind of stuff. And so I, you know, like most people, I always did photography for my family and for my friends, that kind of stuff. Um, And then when they were younger, I did a lot of um, help at their school. And when that kind of slowed down, I was like, okay, what am I, what am I going to do now with my life? And I thought, okay, let's go back into photography. And like most, I photographed everything at the beginning. And then I did a boudoir workshop and that was it. I just knew right then and there, went home, told my husband, I'm doing boudoir only. We are making a studio. We're doing this, we're doing that. He was extremely supportive. It was like, all right, let's go. And haven't looked back since. So I just absolutely love boudoir photography. I love touching other women, meeting other women, finding out what their spark is and what they need. And so, yeah, it's just, it's a fabulous, fabulous job. I'm lucky. (laughs) I love it. For the, for the people that may not know what boudoir is, how can we explain it? Um, For me, it means beautiful. Anything that makes you feel beautiful. So a lot of people assume that it just is lingerie. Um, For me, it's not. Um, It's anything and everything that makes you feel beautiful. So a lot of my clients do bring lingerie, but they might also bring, say, a flannel and boots, if that's what you're comfortable in. And that, you know, brings out that inner beauty inside of you or, you know, simply a sheet or something. It's, It's basically just a way for you to fall in love with your body all over again and bring that spark back into your life and just kind of start over. Because as women, we're really hard on ourselves. So it's nice to be able to kind of remind yourself that, you know, I am all that a bag of chips. It's okay. I love that. Yeah. It's such a beautiful journey because as females, we give, 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 and we forget about ourselves. We forget about that spark, about our inner beauty, about that confidence as well. Because sometimes when we're so busy along the way, we kind of forget that spark. We dim that spark as well. Um, With regards to the studio, how did that come about? Like, how did you know, how does it work? So for anyone that's new, but doesn't know how to go about it. So you did your studio. Is that where you, where the models come in? Yes, there's, um, there's a variety of ways you can do it. A lot of people will start off in their home and they will just pick a room in their house to use. You can do an actual bed. You could do a blow up bed. Um, for us, we use a real bed. Like I said, I've, I personally have done four boudoir sessions myself. And with each one, I figured out what I liked and didn't like. And 
Um, most of my clients are older, most are moms. Um, and so being on a blow up bed is not as comfortable as like, you know, maybe if you're in your twenties. So I personally use a real bed, but you don't have to. I know people who use, like I said, blow up beds. Some people prefer to have a studio location outside of their house because maybe at home it's too distracting with kids and animals and that kind of stuff. So it really just depends on what you personally need. I always say start off small, even if you're just maybe just do outdoors and you don't have to worry about a studio whatsoever. Outdoors is absolutely gorgeous. You don't really need to have something per se at the beginning. The beginning is more so just to kind of get into the groove, get used to posing other women, being able to talk to them. And so it can be pretty much anywhere you want. I love that. Wow, that is so beautiful. Just to have the options of knowing how you're going to go about it. And the beautiful thing is because you had the session, you kind of know what feels right, what doesn't, what would I like. So it's just knowing that as well. For for the girl that's a newbie, what how, how does it work? What can she expect from a session? So a new client, you mean? Yeah. Okay. So for my, like I said, most of my clients, they've never done this before. Um, and because of the way social media is still nowadays, if you try to research a lot of stuff, you mainly see the 20-something-year-olds that are size mm-hmm. 2. Most of my clients do not fit in that category whatsoever. So they are very nervous because they don't feel like they have a place. So I usually start off with just an email explaining who I am, what I do, what their session is going to include, how I'm going to help them get ready. I give them some links so they can see my work and my style. They can see that I do photograph women of all shapes and sizes. Um, and then... I know money is usually a big thing for a lot of people. So I've switched it now where I just do a session fee that covers hair and makeup. Um, I believe hair and makeup is very important because the camera does wash you out. And even if you're really good at doing your own hair and makeup. And the lights. The lights and the camera. It does. It, it, it's different. And then also because you're so nervous, it's nice to have that good hour, hour and a half of pampering. Like somebody else is doing your hair and doing your makeup and just cause it puts you in a relaxing mood. Um, but I do, I amount of emails I give to help people get ready. I do a wardrobe guide so you know exactly what to bring, a boudoir do and don't list. Like on there, I... Unless you have an actual professional spray tanner that you use a lot, spray tans are not very good. They make you look orange. They're splotchy. So I give a list of what to do, not to do. I ask a questionnaire. I ask you all kinds of questions about yourself, get to know you, your personality, your style. That helps us also decide what to bring, not to bring. Um, My hair makeup artist actually has a questionnaire. Some people are very sensitive um, with hair products, and so we are very careful with that. So by the time it's time for your session. You kind of already know what's going on. I have video products I send you. I have a studio video I send you. So you kind of have a pretty good idea. So when you walk in, you're like, okay, this is already kind of familiar. And plus, if you're in the area, you're more than welcome to come and do an in-person consultation too. So just really depends on where you're at. Wow. That's so beautiful because we we sometimes tense up and in the in the picture it shows in our face it shows in the eyes it shows so just having that time to just wind down just relax like control your breathing like it's okay building rapport with your model what does that look like for me i treat everybody exactly the same it doesn't matter what size you are doesn't matter what age you are i've had ladies with bad knees bad hips um I treat everyone the same. And the thing that I think helps relax a lot of people is, one, I've I've been there, I've done that. I understand how nerve-wracking it is. I understand how awkward things can be. So I 
I joke and I call it the rotisserie chicken. I start all my clients off the same. I put you on the bed. I personally show you the poses. I'm not very good at taking direction when someone tells me, go right, go left, do this, do that, which my second boudoir session was like. So I physically will get on the bed. I said, we're going to do something like this and I'll show them. And I do kind of, like I said, a rotisserie chicken. So I'll start you like on your back, rotate you to your side, rotate you to your stomach, put you up on your knees. Um, But I go through each and every pose. And I think that helps relax them. And then your first couple of poses, you're not even looking at me. You're not looking at the camera. That helps relax them too. And then probably within like 10 minutes, we're doing some smiling, laughing ones. And then you're like, oh, this is easy. This was nothing. What was I worried about? And by then, as we move on and progress, if you would like to do implied nude or anything else, you're way more comfortable by then that you're like, I trust you. you Whatever you think is going to look good, let me know. Let's just do this. So it really, I think the emails get you ready and have an idea. And then because you know, I'm here to show you and you don't have to worry about posing and that I will do it with you and I will explain it to you and I'll walk you through it. It helps relax them. I love that. I love that you said um, about the demonstration because I saw the pictures and it wouldn't naturally come to us to pose upside down on the chair, right? Yeah. Like, like, first of all, we would think, okay, so where do I position my legs? And then second of all, how do I, how far can I tilt my, my yeah. neck back? So it's beautiful to kind of have that guidance and, and to show us because sometimes our sensuality doesn't come as quick as we would want it to in certain yeah. occasions, right? So. Yeah. That's a beautiful, beautiful journey. Well, and, and some, I'll be honest, some are not the most comfortable. And because I've done them all myself, I know which ones aren't the most comfortable. So I count. I'll be like, okay, we're going to do this. For me, it hurts my lower back. It may not hurt yours, but I count to three, hold it real fast, and then drop it. We'll do it again. Because you don't want to hold it. And then I've got some clients, they can keep those legs up in the air all day long, not a problem. And a lot of others, others who are like, nope, two seconds, I'm done. Okay, take the photo. Let's do it again. So I really do try to make sure it's comfortable because it, it's not natural, but it looks beautiful. It looks beautiful. Yeah, honestly, the, the pose. Um, and like you say, that divine feminine, like that sensuality, that sexiness, that self-love, that self-confidence projects everything in the pictures. What has a boudoir, like from your sessions and from your career, what has it taught you? For me, it has made me a more confident person. Um, because like I said, at the beginning, it was my goal was to um, figure out how to be confident myself so I could teach my girls how to be confident because they're nine day difference. Their body types are different. Their looks are different. And I didn't want them to compare themselves to each other or anybody else or have to wait too long to be like, no, this is me and I should love me for me. But also every time you meet a different client and you hear their story and you hear their why and you see how important it is to them, it just makes you feel that much better. And if you feel better for multiple reasons, one, because you help somebody out, but two, because you were able to reach them and make a difference in their life. And hopefully they can reach another young lady, and make a difference in their life. And we can just keep the snowball effect of empowering everybody. Wow. Powerful. Um, you also have had me- um, models from size two to 24. When it comes to the sizes, um, with regards to the poses, to the clothing, to everything, does it change or would it be one size fit alls? And this is how we're going to do a session. Honestly, that was probably the most frustrating part of getting into this boudoir thing. Any workshop I did, whether it was online or in person, were all with 20-something-year-olds, size 2 models. And most of my clients are probably size 10. Um, They're more around the 35, 40 years age. Most are moms. They've got their thing that they dislike. Because on the questionnaire is, what do you like, don't like? Majority of them say, I don't like my stomach. And I get that. After you have kids, it's just yeah, never the yeah, same. Yeah. Um, so I quickly had to figure out and realize how how do I sh- 
shoot everybody and make everyone feel beautiful. So again, I treat everyone the same. I do the exact same poses with all my clients, no matter what shape or size you are. I just might adjust my angle. So I keep you where you're at, but I might adjust my angle a little bit different. Um, As for outfits, um, I do have a client closet. I do have a wide range of clothes, but most of my clients feel more comfortable if they bring something that they already know fits them because everyone's girls are different and you need to find something that supports your girls. And the beautiful thing is right now with curvy girls, the lingerie has changed and it's so much prettier than ever used to be. Um, So I always just tell them, bring what you love. Now, for example, if you don't like your stomach, then maybe we'll incorporate like a robe to kind of hide, but most of it's posy. Most of it's your hands that are high. I use the hands to cut off body parts all the time. So your hands will be here and that'll cut your stomach a little bit, but also pushes the girls in. So for me, it's just more, figuring out what you love and emphasizing it and figuring out what you don't love and showing you that's not as bad as you think. Even as silly as I've had people who, um, one lady absolutely hates her feet. I was like, well, that's fine, but I'm not going to cut off your feet in every photo. Let me show you that your feet aren't as bad as you think. Like, I'm not going to do a really close up photo of your feet anyways, but let me do a full body and you'll see that it's not so bad. And she's like, oh, you're right. So I think we're just really hard on ourselves Um, so we just, we don't see ourselves the same way a stranger sees us. And I think that's the powerful thing is they see these photos and they're like, Oh, I really do look pretty. Where if your best friend says you look pretty, you're like, okay, I kind of believe you. You're my best friend. But when totally strangers like, Hey, look, you look pretty. Like, yeah, I do. So it it just, it hits them differently. And the thing is we are so used to our features that we're just like, okay, these are features and we're just like, we brush it off. But then when, when someone else sees them, they're like, wow, your cheekbones, your eyebrows, your lips. And they'll be like, wow. And we're like, uh, yeah, because we're so used to it. We see ourselves, we undress ourselves, we put clothes on. So yeah, Kelly, how did you start? So, so with equipment, with you, you was able to start with the studio. What equipment did you first begin with? Um, for me, the biggest thing I had to learn was um, editing. I already knew how to use my camera. I already knew how to take pictures and make people feel comfortable. But I never had to worry about the editing or the business side of it. So I you know, took classes down at the library to learn Photoshop. And then I did online courses to learn the marketing end. Um, but I still do things probably more old-fashioned than most people. I don't do like... Um, batch processing. I don't put it all into Lightroom and do a batch process and make every photo look the same. Like you see with a lot of wedding photographers, which you need because you want consistency. With my clients, each outfit represents something different. So each outfit has its own mood. So if you go through like a a book, an album, you might, the first couple pages are like light and airy, and then it gets a little more black and white, and then it gets really moody and sexy towards the end. And you can't do that with batch processing. So I I individually edit all of my photos, and that probably took me the longest to figure out and do. Um, business is still a whole other thing. Like I, I love people. I love taking photos. Not a big fan of the business side, but you have to do it. So that's always a learning thing for me. It's, it's honestly a career. Honestly, business is a career. People go to uni to study it, to study public relations. And I feel like uh, for us on our journey, it's an element of self-discovery as well. What is your weak point? What don't you like doing? How are we going to improve it? My weak point is marketing uh, because with boudoir, you can't you can't market everywhere. And a lot of my clients are very private. They don't want their photos to be yeah. shared. And so that's kind of a hard thing because you know society 
is mean. So even if I have someone give me the okay to share their photos and I put it out on a certain site, some people aren't the nicest and then that ruins their experience. So it's, it's really hard to try to figure that part out. So like with my website, I've, I've attempted the whole blog thing. I've put some blogs up yeah. and then, so it's like a roller coaster. I do really good. I do some blogs. I'm like, Oh, I forgot for a while, you know, or just trying to keep on like, you know, Instagram or Facebook and always posting something. Yeah. So for me, I definitely need to learn more of the the SEO aspect of it. And I need to learn more of the marketing. My marketing is mainly word of mouth. Like almost all my clients come to me. That's the best one. That's priceless. Yeah. That's and so priceless. I already know they, their friends had a great time, so they're going to have a great time. But it, that to me is the toughest part with my clientele is how to market because it is a personal and private thing for a lot of people. For for the person, like for example, um, I actually just interviewed a a female in Australia, and um, she does she's a she's a medical tattoo artist, and she does areolas for breast okay. patients. So so she was also having the same struggle. Like I can't post on social media, I can't yeah. post everywhere. I'm going to be blocked. She's like I can't even post the areola, the prosthesis on the chest. I need to do it on my arm, or else it's going to I'm going to be banned. Facebook, she's been banned for 180 days, and it's and it's constantly. Um, how do you go around that, or how do you cope? That's a tough part. Like I've heard some people say like, for example, Twitter will let you post anything and everything. But I, most of my clients don't go on Twitter. Like my older clients are mainly Facebook people. They don't even use Instagram, yeah. you know? And then I have the, the clientele that uses Instagram. So, you know, I think it's just one of those things where, because mine is more of a glamour beauty style of boudoir yeah. versus some others who are more of the extra, you know, more moody, sexy style. Um, I just try to keep it that route and remind people that your smile is absolutely beautiful. So photos with your smile is great. They don't always have to be like that sexy, serious kind of a face. And so you just, I just, you just kind of make do. You do the best you can. And again, you really hope with word of mouth that it just expands. It's slower. It's definitely a slower way of expanding, but I don't really know of another way to do it. The the beautiful thing with word of mouth, it goes by reputation, by your service, by getting a client. So first is landing the client, which is the hardest. And then second of all is making sure the experience is memorable, that they want to come back. Yeah. But I feel like that is priceless. Like some of the things my um, my guests recommend, I'm just like, okay, like the books and, and the courses. So then you know, like it's genuine, right? There's not, nothing attached to it. Yeah. Kelly, tell me about maternity milk bath. Can anyone do a milk bath or is it just specifically for, for, for girls in maternity? I have used it with pretty much everybody. So um, it started off as a maternity thing because it was really pretty to showcase your belly in a bathtub surrounded by flowers. And then I had one person who wanted to do a really fun one. So we did one and it was cereal everywhere. And she was like drinking a wine glass, but had milk. And that was a lot of fun to do. And then we've done bubble baths, especially like if you're worried about your stomach, you don't want it to show bubbles help to cover all that. So we did bubbles and champagne and um, there's a lot of fun ways you could do it. And then I just have a lot of clients who just, they love flowers and they see how beautiful it is. And so they're not pregnant and they want to be in the bathtub. And it's always half and half, like half don't want to get their hair wet because they love the way they look. They want to go out that night. And the other half don't mind getting their hair wet, which is always really pretty because you get all slipped back and you've got the flowers all around you. Um, so I, I think milk baths can be for 
anybody. They're, you know, they're just beautiful and they're fun. And again, mostly it's flowers, but it can be anything. Like we want to do one coming up pretty soon with um, citrus. So like oranges and lemons and then also um, like succulents. But the tough thing is you have to practice at times, see what's going to float and what's going to sink because a lot of stuff sinks and you think it's all great and you put it in like, oh, where'd it go? Oh no, that's where the science comes into it, like yeah. the physics and and all these. Yeah, wow, I actually didn't know that. Amazing. So, so would you say, for example, someone wants something different but they don't know yet? Would you help them explore that avenue, or would you just, obviously, from from your past, you already know you've done the cereal one, you've done um, the drinking the wine glass, which is really pretty. The you're gonna do the citrus one, um, but they want something different, but they don't know what they want. Um, if they let me know they're looking for something different, then usually through their questionnaire, I kind of can figure okay. out their style and their vibe. Um, and we can go through that. Or there's been times where I just come up with something like, hey, I really want to try this. And then I just do a model call to find out who wants to do that style with me. Um, but the difference is I don't I don't go through a modeling agency yeah. because those people already have a certain look. They know what they're doing. I find it more beneficial for everyone if I just pick an everyday woman who is confident enough to be my model and be, because I still need to explain how to pose them because that, that teaches me back and forth. If they know exactly what they're already doing, then I'm not really learning anything through the process. And then also when my clients see like this absolutely perfect person, you know, that they would see on, let's say Pinterest or whatever, then they're like, oh, she, she just got a regular model. But when they see like someone who, you know, they know, hey, she's a soccer mom, blah, blah, blah. Then they see it differently and then they they connect to it more like, oh, I could do that. Now, I do have plenty of gorgeous young ladies that are, you know, or size two that I photograph too, which you'd be surprised. Typically, a lot of them have more self-esteem issues that they're trying to work through than your curvier girl, which always shocks people. But most of my curvy girls are already pretty confident. They like their curves. It's usually my smaller girls who, you know, because they critique themselves to everybody else a lot more they're trying to figure out how to be like no I'm okay this is me I don't need to fix anything wow wow we we just never know right so it's just always taking that time to like like let's reassure everyone because you don't know who's confident who isn't who's dealing with the insecurities and the least person that you think would have it actually does surprise you and actually needs more attention and more reassurance during the session say with regards to um lingerie so we have the wardrobe but if say if someone doesn't have lingerie what like what can they bring obviously we can get creative with the sheets what else can they do yeah it's it's really it's up to the individual so if you are someone who just never wears lingerie i'm not going to make you go out and buy lingerie Mm -hmm. that you're going to wear just for session and then you're gonna have a book of stuff that is just not you pretty much everybody for the most part um at some point, we'll wear a bra and underwear. So I'll just tell them, hey, why don't you go out and buy a really pretty bra and underwear set? It could be a bralette. It could be more of a sporty kind, depending on your personality. It could be, you know, lacy. But that's something at least they'll use again and again and again, so you don't feel like they're wasting money by any means. So I always have everyone at least bring one good bra and underwear set that really just holds in the girls, makes you feel confident, makes you feel comfortable. And then from there, it's it's a 
personality thing. So out here, we do have a lot of people who love horseback riding and country and that kind of stuff. So a lot will bring their boots. They'll bring, let's say, a hat or a flannel. I had one that brought like her full-on chaps, and she brought a lasso, and we went outside, and we did some fun stuff. Um, I have a lot of people who they either they love a sport or maybe their husband's a huge fanatic of a certain sport. So they might bring, you know, a jersey. And if you put a jersey completely on, it's usually not the sexiest, but we play with it to make it sexy. But we also use it to kind of just drape, to hug with. I have a lot that bring like blankets or scarves of a sports team. Clothes, like a really like a sheer cami could be really pretty. Dresses can be really pretty. Just a lace robe. There's a really, there's a lot you can play it. So um, I think my PDF is like 25 pages wow. of wardrobe just ideas. And usually when someone goes through that, they're like, oh, I didn't think of that. Okay. Yeah. I've got, I've got a really big sweater that hangs off the side that that'll look really good. Or, you know, it kind of sparks their ideas too. And then a lot of them, they'll come to the house and they'll just be like, I didn't know what to bring. So I brought you all of this. And so while they're getting their hair and makeup done, I'm upstairs and I'm going through everything. I'm making a game plan. Um, I am the kind of person who I love having everything written down. So I make sure I don't miss anything. So I literally will, I'll go through all their stuff. I'll take photos of it all. I'll come back downstairs. We'll chat while they're getting the hair and makeup done and I'll type out, okay, spot one, we're doing this, spot two, we're doing this, spot three, we're going to do this. And then we're going to switch to this. And that way I have kind of like a checkoff list to make sure we hit it all. Or if I hear that they have a certain outfit that they absolutely love or shot they really want, I make sure it's on there so we don't miss anything. And that kind of helps out too. Wow, that's amazing. And like you say, you don't know how much you can do with um, a jersey, like drape it, cover yeah. it, hold it, squeeze it. Um, how long is the duration of a session? Typically, hair and makeup takes anywhere from an hour to an hour and a half, depending on how long your hair is. And then most clients are with me for an hour and a half. It could be two hours, depending on what you're looking. I've had clients who, when the weather's nice, they want indoors and outdoors. Okay. So we'll do probably a good hour maybe an hour and a half indoors. And then we'll go outside and we'll use um, like the pool and do some water shots or we'll put the couch outside under a tree or we'll use, I've got like a hay bell for doing more of a country kind of thing. So it just really depends on the time of year and the outfits you bring. Wow, that's amazing. Is boudoir only for females? I know some guys do it and they joke and call it doudoir. Um, <laughs> I, have, I have not done a doudoir yet. Mine have all so far just been um, women. And again, typically most are between 35 to 55. My oldest client so far was 67. And I hope at 67, I have that spark and drive that she had because she was so much fun. So yeah, mine, mine seem to be more the 35 to 55 range. Nice, nice. And um, how was your journey to discovering? Because sometimes it, it becomes like your niche, right? Who is my target audience? Who are the people? And you start to see trends. How, yeah. did, did that just naturally happen because of word of mouth? Or did you kind of just gravitate towards the age group? Or how does that work? For the, for the person that's a newbie and doesn't know yeah. what is going on, where, where am I going? My suggestion is always at the very beginning, photograph Anyone you can, yeah. anyone who is willing to be photographed by you, just do it. Don't worry about their age, their size. It's always, it's a learning thing at the beginning. You're figuring everything out. And then you start realizing, I, I know some clients or some, I've had some clients who've gone to other photographers and the photographers are like, oh no, I'm sorry. I don't photograph your size. 
and they've been told that they're too curvy. They don't photograph them. And so there are some photographers out there who will not photograph certain sizes or they don't want certain ages because you do have to have a makeup artist who knows how to work with older skin. Yeah. And there are, so there, there's some people who, which is fine. If you know who your clientele is and you're okay with telling somebody no, to each your own. Um, for me at the beginning, it was more just photograph anybody and everybody yeah. kind of figured out. And I think because when I started, I was older, I kind mm -hmm. of probably got along better with people about my age. And then those that I got along with that were younger than me were like how I was when I was younger, trying to figure out how to love themselves quicker and faster because they don't want to have to wait any longer. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's powerful because like you say, there's so many things that go into it, right? With the hairstylist, with the makeup, the skin is very different. The makeup would be very different, the color palettes. And we don't realize that. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. When it comes to the doudoir, how, yeah. with, 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 how, how does that work with the males? I would assume most of the ones I've seen have all been more like joking doodles, so like, like, like a haha. -ha. But I do know there's, there's probably quite a few gay guys out there who would love to have their photos taken. Or, you know, maybe you're transsexual and you would like to have your photos taken. Like, you know, let's say you're maybe a drag queen at night and you want to show both sides of you. You know, there's, I'm sure there are a lot of people out there who would. I just personally have not had been asked by anybody yet. So I've not done it. Um, but to me, I think for the most part, if you, I would assume if you were a gay guy, you'd want to be posed kind of the same as I would with my females. Obviously we'd have to adjust and hide things here and there, but I think all in all, but yeah, I don't know. I've never had that experience. So I don't know yet. Nice. Nice. But it just goes to show that, that it is out there, right? It's just, it hasn't come to us. And, and just knowing that there has been guys that have had a boudoir session and, and it is out there and it can happen where it be um, the transgender community, where it be just highlighting and, and showing the pretty side and, yeah. and that spark inside. When it comes to, um, do you ever get girls that come with their partners and their partners want to be in a photo shoot too? I have not done couples boudoir. I've, ha I've been asked it quite often. So it's very popular right now. Um, so I've had quite a people, a lot of people ask me, I did ask my husband when it started getting very popular, how would you feel about this? And, and I get it. He wasn't the most comfortable because it is a very private, intimate thing. And so he's like, I don't know how I'd feel with you photographing something that he finds very personal and private. Um, and so I have not done it, but I have two friends that do it. So whenever I get asked, I say, oh yeah, I've got my friend Ariel, my friend Nikki. This is their two types. They're totally different styles. So reach out to both, see which style you like. And everyone's usually, they, they actually kind of like the honesty because they're not being like, oh, you don't want to do because you think it's gross. No, it's not that at all. You know, it's just, that's not what I do. So they usually will do a session with me and then they'll do a couple session somebody else. Now I have had it where like with pregnancies, um, a lot of times a husband will come in the last 30 minutes and we'll do like some photos with him without a shirt. She doesn't have a shirt and he perfectly covers the girls or the belly and that kind of stuff. So we've done that kind of um, couples, I guess, but not the actual two couples rolling on a bed, more intimate style. With with um with the two that your friends do, how intimate would it be? Would it be because I know some some pictures are very um I saw the girl was it was it with the BDSM chain and she's she has you know so I was just like yeah, whoa yeah. whoa fiery with 
with my two friends, they will go as fiery as you want. And they, they do photos that, which is the reason why my husband's like, no, because my kids, you know, they're both in college now, but they would see some and they're like, oh, mom, I'm glad you don't do that because it's just, it's too much for them, you know? And so, and I respect that. And so I want to keep my boudoir style as more just beautiful and classy and more glamorous um, and not go to the other side, which is more hot, raunchy, sexy, you know, that kind of thing. And there's, I think there's, there's a place for everybody. So if I get a client that I'm feeling wants a little bit more that style, again, I just refer them out because I want to make sure that they're happy and I want them to get exactly what they're looking for. And so I'll show them my style and then I'll show them, okay, now with my clients, this is about as sexy as we get. Now we can do more, but this is more my style if that's what you want. But if you want something completely different than that, I do recommend, you know, one of these other two ladies. Wow. Say, for example, with the other two ladies, what would it look like? Because we know how sensual, even with um the young lady that I saw with the BDSM and she had kind of like the chains here and the way she was holding herself, super, super confident. What would it look like with the couples? How, how does that look like? Well, the whole chains, whip, that kind of stuff. I think I have nothing against that. I've had clients who, like I had one client, she was celebrating her 60th birthday and her favorite photos and her personality showed up when she was in her leather outfit with her chains and her choker and that kind of stuff. Cause that was her personality, but it, she, it was just her. It wasn't her in front of a man with her face where his penis is kind of a thing. And so I think that's, that's the difference. There's the implied part, which I do, I imply something's going to happen. And then there's photos that shows that this is probably what's really happening. And I think that's, that's the line between the two. Um, it just, again, it, it depends on what you're looking for. There's a photographer out there for everybody. So depending on which route you want to go, how really small and classy and simple you want, or do you want to go to the next level? There's, there's somebody out there for you. Wow. It just, it just goes to show, see, because I have no idea and I haven't seen what, um, the, the Buddha for the couple, when you said the face of the penis, I was like, whoa, oh damn, like it can be very intimate. So what would you say? So by you speaking to your husband and your husband saying, no, it shows boundaries. What would you say to the individual that is wish-washy with the boundaries? And it's like thinking, well, maybe if I I can do this and maybe it can grow, but my partner doesn't want it and my family won't like it but maybe this could be good for the business what advice and tips could we give them I think if you are the like the photographer herself so if if, if I if I wanted to shoot couples and I told my husband hey I'm going to start doing this but I'm going to do a playful way I'm going to do more the um relax on the bed together type I'll do the pillow fight type um I'm not going to go to this level and we talked about it then yeah, we could easily move on and adjust. A lot of it is you just have to be comfortable enough to own what you're doing. And so again, as my girls get older, it's I'm easy, It's easier to talk to them about a lot of stuff. They absolutely love what I do. They love how um, I help people out. And they, if they walk by, they've never walked by as I'm editing and went, ooh, what was that, mom? They've always walked by and they, they're comfortable with it. Like, just have everyone has a body everyone has boobs it's not a big deal um it's become very comfortable but I think if I went to they see what some of my other photographer friends do and you can see on their face they're not okay with that and I'm fine with that you know and it's like yeah and again that's why I think everyone has their own photographer and I'm sure most of these photographers started off one way and then got more and more and more and 
found their niche. And that is a niche. You know, if, if you are more very hot and steamy, that's a certain niche, you know. So you do have to have your own lane and figure out which like. Because if you photograph everything, you're just okay to everything. Yeah. But if you photograph something specific, then you're that much better. Like I'm really good at making everybody shape and size look beautiful and feel beautiful. Um, making women feel comfortable, making it where they're not worried if their kids accidentally see their book, where I'm sure if you had the other photographer, you would really hide that book if you had kids, which is not a bad thing. It's just, it's just two different routes. Yeah. A hundred, a hundred percent. And, and like you said, what you said was very powerful, owning what you do, being open to it. And as well, like you say, if, if you're with your partner, with your husband and, or your girlfriend, um, it's just speaking down and saying, okay, like this is what I'm going to do, but it's some, the more gentle way, the pillow fights, let's get creative. We could do the pillow fights. We could do just the, um, showing the affection, the stroking hair and just knowing where the limits are. So limits are very, very important. Like you say, it's knowing that if you do have children, what are you going to do? Just hiding it away, keeping that the life very, very separate because we don't at such a young age, we don't want the children, you know, being around that because it's very heavy atmosphere in the sense that, it can be it can become very very intimate as well depending on the head posture where are we placing our hands what are we doing um what can we learn from a boudoir session as as a young lady as someone that is insecure it's our first time we haven't dedicated that much to ourselves to our body to our life how can we come away feeling and what can we learn from a session Typically, most of my clients who um, are very nervous have never done this before. It's outside of their box. One, doing something that scares you and accomplishing it gives you strength. And it gives you strength to not be afraid to maybe try something else that you never would have thought of doing before, like maybe jumping out of an airplane or something. But you're like, I was scared to do this and it turned out great. So you know what? I'm now brave enough to try something else I might be scared of. It also, again, when you see yourself through somebody else's eyes, especially a stranger, it's more empowering. Your parents will tell you you're beautiful. Your friends will tell you you're beautiful. But when a complete stranger tells you you're beautiful, or even more so, like let's say I put your photo on my private Facebook page and all these other women are commenting how beautiful you are. And you're like, I don't even know these people. It makes you believe it that much more. And there's nothing more empowering than believing that you're beautiful. It brings it a different kind of confidence. So then you, you just kind of walk better. You feel better. And it changes everything you do. And that's why for me, it's so important that all my clients leave with some kind of album, whether it's just a tiny mini album, if it's a big album, whatever. But you need to remember this day again. You need to look back at those photos and be like, yes, that's me. I remember that feeling. I remember feeling awesome. I remember feeling amazing. I remember leaving with just this new confidence I didn't have before. And we need that. There's some days where you just wake up and you're like, you put on your makeup. You're like, I still feel ugly. And so then you see those photos. You're like, no, I'm fine. I might be having a rough day today, but I'm fine. And so for me, that's why it's so important that they get something that they can hold on to. They can look at. Because if you just get like a, on a USB or you put it on your phone, we lose that stuff all the time. Yeah. But if you yeah. actually have something you can hold on to, that makes a difference. And if you learn your confidence early, it it helps there. It helps with jobs. It helps with friends. It helps with relationships because you know you're worth it and you know that you deserve more and you just, it, it portrays a different confidence. And I think that's what really helps people. Wow. That is so, so powerful. Yes. And, and like you say, just from one session, it will go into 
every aspect of your life, your relationship with yourself, your relationship with friends, your relationship with your careers, how are you going to show up? How are you going to speak? Are you going to speak your voice and and what your thoughts are and where you stand and what you're not happy with? With your clients, how often is it recommended? Like, do they, is it just a one time or would they come back six months or once a year? Just to kind of re-spark that feeling, right? Because like you say, um, for some it's therapy. Yes. Um, I've had quite a few who they do their first session. And again, this is outside the box. This is not something they're used to. They're very nervous and they finish and they're like, oh my gosh, that was a lot of fun. And the first session, it's more tailored towards just general boudoir. We use a bed, we use a chair, we use ottoman. It's very simple and it's very comforting, which I think makes it more relaxing for people. But after you've had that first one, then you're kind of like, okay, what would I want to do? So then I have a lot of clients who want to do outdoors and they want to go in the middle of the forest or they want a barn setting and they want to be on a truck or a tractor or they want to go in the pool and do a session where they're completely wet. They feel more that that spark, that energy to go to the next level and do what they really wanted. Like the first one they're kind of doing because they, 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 they know they Discovery. want to do it but they're not sure. Yeah. And so the second one's like, okay, because I had one girl who she loves the time of year when it's fall, when it's cold and she loves pumpkins. We did a session all just with that. We went and bought like 50 pumpkins, put up hay bales. And that's what she wanted. She wanted her favorite things, which are pumpkins in the fall time and fall colors. And so it's really, it starts becoming what, what makes you feel good? What's going to make you happy? Or there's some that do more of the fantasy route. Like maybe they're a little bit braver. So for the second one, they want to do more implied nude or very tasteful nude. They want to go a little bit darker, a little sexier. They might bring out more the leather because they now want to go the next step, but they had to get through that first step before they felt confident enough to do the next step. And then it's fun because they already kind of know some of the poses. So they kind of integrate their own. So it's not like where I have to show them every little thing. They're like, no, I got this. I I remember what to do. And it just, it becomes so much fun. So yeah, I've got, I think in October, I've got a client who this will be her fourth one. And, and, And how often has she got, is it six months or once every year? She's been about, I'd probably say about once a year. Okay. She's out of state right now, so she's coming back for a concert, and so we're doing it um, while she's here for the couple days to to be at a concert kind of thing. So yeah, it really depends on the client and what they are looking for. But yeah, it's usually about the first ones. Usually, you have to have an excuse. You feel like, oh, it's got to be someone's birthday present or anniversary or my birthday present or something like that. And then the sequence, you know, typically more like, no, this is what I want to do. This is just for fun. And as well, it comes with building rapport, right? Because the first time you feel awkward, you're like, how do I pose? And it's like, will it come out good? And as a female, we have so many, that inner voice is always just screaming at us and we're always paying attention to it. And then the second time, and like you say, it's building rapport, having yeah. you and being familiar around you and knowing that like, you're not going to judge us. You're, you're, you're just going to yeah. reassure us. You're, you're very professional. So it's just knowing that, yes, I got this and I can do it. Amazing. Yeah. With a lot of my clients, um, just real fast to go back to that, yeah. I, I give them their gallery to look at their photos at home. So I send them a link because I, I want you to be in a comfortable space. I want it to be a time where you're comfortable to watch it. And I always tell them, go with your gut. So at the very beginning, there's a little heart under your picture. Just yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. Don't overanalyze it. Yeah. Just go with your gut real fast. Then you can look at it and you can maybe analyze it a little bit more of what you like and don't like kind of thing. But then I always tell them if they're doing it for a partner also, yeah. when you're done, have your partner go through the photos. You'll be amazed at which photos you absolutely love and which ones they love. And there'll be some that they love and you're like, 
you like that one? And then they explain the why. And it's stuff that you don't realize you don't pick up. You might've been focusing on your nose. You don't think your nose looked good, but they focused on your smile and they absolutely love the smile. And that's their favorite photo. So it's a lot of fun to see how other people see your photos too. I love it. And another thing I'm, I'm going to tap on is that spark. So we want to tap into that energy. So that's why people come back because it's like that self-discovery, that divine feminine. Let me touch into that because in our daily lives, we're running around, we're caring, we're, we're making sure everything is done, where the house is clean, the chores are done, the children have been dropped off, picked up. So it's like finding ways to tap into that energy. And like you say, girls do come back and it's kind of like trying to preserve that energy right because that energy will then follow through and ripple effect into all other aspects so (laughs) that which is amazing kelly what is your favorite book i'll be honest i don't read a lot of books because by the time it's night when i'd have time to read my eyes are tired from editing all day but i do love to focus yeah, I love to listen to audiobooks and I love to listen to podcasts. Um, and it always goes through different things, but typically most of my podcasts and audiobooks are on um, gardening or homesteading or that kind of stuff because it's like I want something completely different yeah. than what I'm doing all day. And for me, the way I relax yeah. and I have my me time, my me time is outside in the garden or, you know, growing vegetables yeah. or taking care of the chickens, that kind of stuff. So, that that for me is my my getaway. Do you divide it because I've heard chickens can be messy because they like to dig holes. So the way our chickens are they have um a decent sized coop and run. Okay. So um they're only allowed outside when I'm outside because we have so many hawks and coyotes and that kind of stuff. Um but they don't have access to the actual garden area. So they they make their mess in there and yes they do definitely make their messes here and there. Um but they're not allowed actually in the garden area so they can't get to like the fruits and vegetables on that side. Can you imagine? Oh my God, that would be so messy. <laughs> it's like, what's yeah. the pumpkin? And the pumpkin was here. It's not here anymore. Okay, yes. lovely. Um, and what is your favorite movie? Um, That's a tough one. I mean, I could watch probably like Goonies a million times. Oh, yeah. I can watch Born Identity a lot. Um, I like anything that makes you feel good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm, I'm more for like any movie that makes you. I, I love a lot. I like documentaries. I don't. I don't have an absolute. I I like feel good movies. That's for sure. It's that feeling we're chasing. That feeling. Um, tell us your favorite podcast for gardening. Oh, that's hard. Um, I'd have to look that up because I listen to a lot. That's okay. Because it, it, for me, it's like they they go. Some of them are like a half hour. Some of them are like five minutes. Some of them are hour. So you have to constantly keep changing and listening yeah (laughs) keep rotating them (laughs) what is your favorite course that you've taken cause a a course like learning education oh oh oh. um most of the courses I do are definitely uh still boudoir courses I but I, I find it fascinating because I like to watch what other people do and then see it their way and then sometimes I'm just like I don't get that like this one I'm watching right now who I won't say the name she does a lot of photos where she has the client looking into the camera with their eyes closed and it just it doesn't feel right like if you're gonna have their eyes closed have them like looking down or looking away or something but if you're looking straight into the camera it just it doesn't work so but I liked like how I liked how she positioned the feet and the way she would word some things and but there's something like a 
Okay. But yeah, I, I, I like those kind of, I like trying to hear how people word stuff because that is like, like for my, most of mine are, mine are joking. Like I, I call it the rotisserie chicken. I rotate you like a chicken or I put you in a stance. I say, it looks like yeah. the potty stance. Um, you know, so it's, it's just interesting to see how other people work with their clients. Cause some are just words and some will show you the poses. Some will actually move you and touch you and put you in a spot. So I always find that interesting. And it just goes to show how everyone works, right? So say with the eyes closed. So for me, I would think you would have a picture of someone gazing into the camera because they say the uh, the eyes, are, is it the eyes are the way to the soul or the eyes yeah. reflect what the soul <laughs> is saying, something like that. Yeah. And then the eyes will express so much the feelings. What are you going through? Are you in sadness? Are you happy? So you would think that, not the other way around, but okay, yeah. hey-ho. Yeah, but to each your own. And if it sells, then that's great. And your clients exactly. like it, great, you know? So. <laughs> exactly. Kelly, if you had a billboard on the side of the highway what would it say um probably something like boudoir is beautiful and boudoir is for every woman because I think a lot of people don't feel it's for them because of what they do see out there like on Pinterest and Instagram and that kind of stuff and they only see a certain it's changing a lot now which is fantastic but still for the most part if you do a search on you know if you try to google boudoir poses or boudoir people it's it's usually the same age and the same body shape so it's like I would just want to emphasize more that no it really is for for everybody. And even like when it comes to hair and makeup, I can't tell you how many of our clients never get their makeup done. So they're so scared that they're not going to look like themselves. And we always remind them like, we, we will keep you as natural as we can. We're going to make sure, you know, it shows up on the camera, but trust me when I, when we do something, we put the lashes on you, it's not going to make you look different. It's just going to pick up on the camera a little bit more. Then when they see it, they're like, okay, great. That does look like me. But I think a lot of people are afraid that they're going to get these really dark smoky eyes and big bright red lips. And that's just not them. Well, the whole goal is to look at your album and it's you. We don't change you. We don't Photoshop you to make your boobs bigger, your waist smaller. We don't do your makeup in a way that's not comfortable and natural to you. We always start off light. And then if you see the photo or you see that in the mirror, like, oh, can you make it a little bit smokier? Then yes, it's easy to add on. But we always start off more than light natural because most of my clients don't wear a lot of makeup yeah wow I love it um tell us about your socials tell us about your insta your website your facebook my website is sparkboudoir.com so just like it's spelled s-p-a-r-k-b-o-u-d-o-i-r sparkboudoir.com and that one will show you um the different clients I have, it's got some blogs to help you get ready. It shows some location ideas. Um, so it's, it's, it has an about me, learn more about me kind of thing. Um, and then I have a lot of clients who they like the, more the inspirational quotes and that kind of stuff. So they'll follow my Instagram. And my Instagram is Kelly Foster Photography because um, there was already somebody else who had, I think, a spark boudoir or something. But so it's Kelly Foster Photography and Kelly's with an IE. So it's K-E-L-L-I-E foster f-o-s-t-r photography and that one always has like a picture of my client and then has something usually underneath to help inspire you or motivate you or just kind of remind you that you are amazing um and then for i do have a lot of people who are on facebook i do have a private facebook page which is spark boudoir um that one is for women only um we don't let guys in. No offense to the guys, but we want it to be just women encouraging other women. And there have been times, not very often, but once in a blue moon, I think out of the past five years, only twice I've had to remove a member who said something that, you know, we don't find 
positive, but otherwise the women in this group, I've got a lot of women in the group who, when they finally book, they're like, I've been on your page for the past four or five years. I've been following. I finally got that confidence. What happened? Wow. That's a long time. Yeah. There's a lot of people who they, they really do. They want to do it, but they're scared. Or again, it's not, it's not the cheapest. And when it comes to women, we always put ourselves last. And the thought of spending money on ourselves is tough. Even though when you think about it, there's a lot of women who buy purses that are $1,000. They buy a brand new iPhone, which is $1,000. But to buy pictures, you're like, oh, I don't know if I can. So sometimes it does, it takes, it takes a little bit, you, a lot of them, it's, they have to have an excuse. Okay, well, it's, you know, our 10 year anniversary. Now I feel like I, I can't because it's, it's not for me, it's for him, you know? So it's, I always get really excited when I get the, the lady, like I have a lady coming in tomorrow who said, I'm doing this for me. I've been on a weight loss journey. I just want to remind myself how amazing I am, how hard I worked. Like those are my favorite because yeah. you're doing it just for yourself. Yeah. Wow. And a sense of self-accomplishment, a, a sense of self-acceptance, a sense of self-love. Um, so much goes into it as well. Would you ever go into the educating um, realm where you educate people on how to open up their business or in photography or how to pose with the camera, how to be behind the lens? I, I should, because I would love that. I would just have to, one, find a videographer, because I'm really bad at trying to set up and do things on my own. And two, I would just have to remind myself to be brave because it's so much easier to hide behind the camera than to be in front of the camera, which is why this was absolutely perfect. The first podcast I've been on, very excited. This has been awesome. Um, But it is a little bit more out of my comfort zone. And but that's also why I like to do boudoir sessions myself, because it reminds me of the nerves that my clients go through. And it reminds me what it's like to be on the other end, you know. Um, but no, I think I think it would be good. I would just obviously need help on that aspect because I don't I don't know if I'd be able to video I, I could try, but that's one thing I don't I don't know yet. We just really YouTube it. We just YouTube it. No worries. Yeah. Would you, would you ever write a book? I don't know if I'd have the time and patience for a book. <laughs> oh, do you know what you could do? You could um, just speak it out and it types it for you. True. Yeah. Yeah. Would you ever start a podcast? I think right now, no, only because of the time I think it's involved for you guys. It's a lot of work. It is. It is. <laughs> Honestly, I think, I think with you, I got lucky because you came on straight on. I messaged you and you were so quick. But honestly, I had last, last week I had a guest. Do you know how many emails it took? It took 19 emails. And I'm like, he was messaging me like he was texting me. And I'm like thinking, I seriously need a virtual assistant for this because I like it's, it's too much. <laughs> and not everyone's like you, Kelly. Kelly, I just wanted to say a great big massive thank you. Thank you for coming on Gentle Touch, taking the time to explain, to educate and inspire. And just your work because you're giving ladies in that certain age range like that confidence because sometimes society will tell us, okay, no, you're too old. No, 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 your body shape. And and it's just knowing that there are people like you that we can gravitate to, that we we feel reassured, we feel loved and we feel that self-confidence around you and knowing that it is okay. So thank you so much. You have done so, so well for your first interview. I'm so proud of (laughs) you. Thank you. (laughs) It was so much fun. I feel like my client. It was so much better than I thought. <laughs> it is. It is. I always, I always tell my my guests, there's nothing to worry about, honestly. Yeah. So thank you so much.
Thank you. Have a great day. Enjoy your weekend. Thank you so much. Hope you guys enjoyed this podcast and found this podcast useful. If you did, be sure to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for listening and joining Gentle Touch. I'll see you in the next episode. Want to get in touch? Feel free to send me a DM on Instagram. Link is in the description. Be sure to follow and subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're on. Stay tuned and keep listening. Much love.